Hello and welcome to episode 173 of the Dan York Report. I want to talk about the iPhone 6, 6 Plus, the Apple Watch, all of that. Today is September 9th, 2014, the big Apple event in San Francisco where uh, we learned all about the new iPhones, about the Apple Watch, about Apple Pay, and about the fact that everybody can get a free U2 album through uh, iTunes. But anyway, the iPhones were, of course, the big attention piece at the beginning, where they talked about what was new, what's going to be new with um, I, with the new iOS 8 and with the new iPhones, the larger form factor, the uh, the bigger sizes. Um, you know, I mean, all of it looks like a slick, you know, evolution of the iPhone platform. And I am recording this on an iPhone, on an iPhone 5S. I've been an iPhone user for a while now. You know, I, uh, I admit some parts of it were quite cool. You know, I like the, it'll be interesting to see where this Apple Pay model goes, the ability to go and pay right there, um, or, you know, through the NFC, through the near field, that whole mechanism where you can just wave it and do something like that. Um, I, from a telecom point of view, which is what I'm interested in, I think some of the added capabilities it has, the voice over LTE will be interesting because that's offloading the, it's taking the voice from the traditional PSDN, the traditional public switch telephone network and the cellular network and moving it over onto the data network. And with Volte, as they say, you will have the ability to go and do uh, high definition voice or HD audio, wideband audio, whatever you want to call it but you'll be able to have a richer, deeper voice conversation. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Now, initially, Volte is only going to be with a couple of carriers, including T-Mobile here in the U.S., and that's not terribly, they don't have as wide a penetration as they do in other places. But anyway, uh, that's an interesting thing. I was also very intrigued by the fact that they're, somehow Apple is going to look that you can receive calls on Wi-Fi so that if you're in your home or something or a place that you don't have great cellular coverage, you will be able to get the call on your phone over Wi-Fi. And then they talked about being able to do a seamless handoff to a carrier when you leave the Wi-Fi network. Now, that kind of you know seamless handover, handoff from uh, from Wi-Fi to cellular network is something that many people have been chasing for quite a while. So it'd be very curious to see how Apple really uh, does that. You know, just from a strategic point of view, it's just interesting to see. You know, more and more if calls come onto the data network, that's you know more under Apple's control. It's on the internet. It's on pieces like this versus being on the normal cellular network. So some interesting things to learn more about and to understand a bit more about what uh, what they're doing on that. You know, there were a number of other pieces that were there. Some of the enhanced uh, the messaging, some of the other components, voice messages. We'll have to see where all of those pieces shake out. Um, I was intrigued to learn a bit more. I don't know, quite honestly, whether I would rush out and get an iPhone 6. I suppose when my contract goes out with my current iPhone 5S, I might look at it. One of the factors, one of the things that is um, a reason perhaps not to is the size factor. I'm actually not one of those people who wants a bigger phone. I kind of like the form factor of the uh, 5S. We were talking on Facebook with somebody who remembers when they used to try to shrink the phones down to make them smaller and smaller. And now we seem to be going the opposite direction to make them bigger and bigger. 
at some level, I like the size of my iPhone 5S, that it's small, it's something that can fit in a, in a holster on my waist, it's something I can just carry around with that. If I want something bigger, I go for an iP- my iPad or another device. So we'll have to see. I'll be curious to see how it works and just how it works practically in carrying it around. I know people do that today with some of the larger Android devices, but I, uh, I will be curious to see how all that works out. You know, the Apple payment, as we said, uh, I think it's interesting, of course, that they're calling it Apple Pay, focusing on the name Apple in there. Uh, that, I think, could be very interesting. This whole, you know, we've been chasing electronic wallets for years now. Now, we do carry our phones with us now everywhere. So the idea that that could be used as your payment piece gets us closer and closer to that ability to do more that way. You know, the security guy in me was immediately wondering about how is it all secure, how do you do that, those kind of things. But, uh, you know, much more to be seen, I think, in the next, uh, well, in this case, weeks ahead. The uh, iOS 8 is coming next week, and I think the phones are being available for ordering shortly thereafter. So we'll have to see where this all goes. Now, the other big announcement, the one more thing from Tim Cook, was, of course, what had been rumored about for a while. But it was Apple getting into watch into the wearable category with the Apple Watch, not the iWatch. You know, it was an interesting change in terminology. So going away from the iPod, the iPad, the iPhone, and going to the Apple Watch, emphasizing their name and the piece that was there. Now, I mean, I will admit I've been a watch wearer for many, many years, but I'll come back to that in a moment. So I'm always a fan of watches and things like that. And this one certainly looks very slick. I like so many different pieces about it, particularly the entire app ecosystem that if Apple and partners can truly deliver on it, you know, could provide some pretty amazing power to it. Now, the one caveat here is that, like many people I know, uh, I don't wear a watch anymore. I have my phone with me most places, and so for me, I can just look at my phone and it's and I have my information. Now, having said that, I do wear a watch very specifically when I'm traveling because oftentimes on planes or in other places, it's either inconvenient to take out my phone or in some cases, they want you to have them powered down and such. And so for me to be able to look at the time or look at other pieces of information, it's, uh, it's very useful to have a watch. And so in those cases, I do wear it. Um, I could see wearing a, a watch like this iWatch, this or Apple, <laughs> Apple Watch, whatever we want to say. You know, I, I do wear a watch when I'm running. I wear a Garmin, a good old, uh, I don't remember even what the name of it's called, but it's a Garmin, <laughs> it's a Garmin watch, a big one, a 305. It's one of the older ones for GPS tracking of my runs. And I do wear that. Would I swap that out for a watch that I could wear otherwise and have around with me? Yeah, probably. You know, it'll be interesting to see what all comes about. Um, I joked on on Twitter and and uh, and Facebook that if it if the iWatch works over IPv6, I'm going to have to get one just for testing because of course IPv6 is the world in which I live these days, working on these kind of things. And I'm not entirely joking with that. If it did work on IPv6, it would be very uh, interesting and powerful to see. Now, you know the other parts to it. Um, it's interesting to see where Apple's going because they're looking at more of the fitness, more of the health. 
I admit to having a certain concern uh, from a security point of view, again, about how secure are those Apple watches? What can you do to it? They talk about this tap tapic or taptastic or tapic interface where you would feel the pressure underneath your watch when you're wearing it. You know, and and the gimmicky thing, which probably a lot of people will find interesting, is this idea that you could, you know, see your heartbeat on the watch and then send that heartbeat to someone else. So you could actually send it. And I just had to think, oh, this is the perfect thing for couples. My heart is beating for you. Here, feel it. And you could have it in your other iWatch and you could be able to, or Apple Watch, and you could be able to feel the beat of the other person. Now, it was also talking about how when you're, when you're uh, doing maps on this watch, it can give you um, little taps on the, on, your, on the underside of the watch, little feelings that could tell you when it's time to turn or something like that. And you can get notifications through this interface and things. And again, the security guy in me is wondering about, huh, so what controls being able to send those signals? Because could I suddenly go and send you a whole bunch of signals to have that thing going nutty on your hand? I don't know. You know, lots of those kind of concerns and worries when I look at the stuff that we're doing. There's this age-old trade-off between convenience and security. And there's a convenience factor, being able to communicate with people around you and being able to message them and do other things like that. But the trade-off typically is how to do that securely. And often that convenience comes at that price of security and how you do it. So uh, lots, obviously, more to come out. The whole um, watch API and everything else is coming out. More apps, more things. It'll be very interesting to see where this all goes. I come back to this question of wondering, though, about how many, you know, what will people do with it? You have to admire Apple, of course, for coming out with the way they do, making you want it. You have to, I mean, you see these things, you look at this, you know, it's, it's, it's desirable. You want to have this device. It is, you know, cool. It's powerful, sexy. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's what Apple does. They sell you on this idea, on this belief, on this experience. And they did it very well today. We'll have to see what it is. Those are some just quick initial thoughts on, on how this all comes down. What are your thoughts? What do you think about the iPhone 6 or the Apple Pay or the Apple Watch? Are you going to rush right out and get one? Are you going to wait a while? Are you going to see what goes on? Or did you just find it all kind of meh? What do you think? Leave a comment here at SoundCloud.com slash Dan York or on any of the social networks where this is posted. I look forward to uh, hearing what your thoughts are. And I look forward to seeing some of these in action sometime here. That's all for now. You can hear more of my audio at soundcloud.com slash danyork and find more of my writing and audio at danyork.me. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.